Welcome back to another episode of Stacey on Sports. This is our 2023-24 NBA season preview, our special. I am your main host, Stacey Carter II, and joining me for the first time making his debut, we got Noah Urudia. Noah, what's up, man? How you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, super stoked to be a part of the team, part of the show, and uh, thanks for having me once again, man. And also joining us, we have Matt Huff. Matt, how you feeling? You know, the Nuggets are the defending champs. How you feeling about the season now? I, I'm I'm feeling great. I'm I'm also low key just glad to have a have a good team back in Denver. So, <laughs> all right, know. all right, all right. We had our all season moves. We got our super rookies coming in. Going to try to make a splash, make an impact. We're going to talk about what we're looking forward to. The MVPs, and also we got to talk about the in season tournament, which is going to spice things up in the NBA this year. But first, mm-hmm. let's just go. Let's talk about the NBA picture overall, the things that we are watching out for. And I would like to start. There's three things that I'm looking out for. One, Dame time with the Bucks. Yes, sir. After a long tenure with the Portland Trail Blazers, Damian Lillard is a Milwaukee Buck via trade. He's teamed up with Giannis Antetokounmpo, followed by sir. Chris Middleton, Bobby Portis, Brooke Lopez, etc. They had to give up Drew Holiday in the wake of that, but more importantly, Dane Time is a buck. Now, we all know Dane wants to win a championship. He tried his best yep. with the Trailblazers. Now that he's with a championship team, even though they're under uh, first-year head coach Adrian Griffin, they're still a powerhouse in the Eastern Conference. They got to make up for losing to the Miami Heat early in the playoffs, although Giannis was hurt. Mm-hmm. With Dame there now, yeah, with Dame there now, it equates to championship. And if they don't reach the NBA Finals, they don't win the championship, we're going to have to, you know, scratch yeah. our heads of what's going to go on. The Bucks going to have to – um, they're going to have to really, really, really make some noise this year. Yeah. The second thing I'm looking forward to is, will James Harden actually become an L.A. Clipper? Hmm. See, now, James Harden is not reporting to 76's camp. He has a disagreement, to say the least, with Durham Morey right now. And we're looking at this 76ers team who, you know, they got the MVP, Joel Embiid. They got Tyrese Maxey, a young up-and-coming player. They have an okay roster. However, they still have not got over the hump. Uh, they also got a new head coach, Nick Nurse, coming from the Raptors to the 76ers. James Harden is going to be key. He's going to be uh, the difference maker in whether they – finally punch through and get to the NBA Finals or they have another season, postseason collapse. Um, it seemed like James Harden don't want to be there. The 76ers, I believe that they're going to have to move him at some point. And it seemed like the Clippers are kind of willing to do that. Well, the Clippers going to give up because they are pushing through the Western Conference and trying to reach the championship as well. They have a lot of pressure as well. But it'd be interesting to see James Harden as a Clipper with Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, and whoever they keep. So mm-hmm. I'm looking out for that. And the third thing I'm looking out for, the Phoenix Suns, Devin Booker, KD, KD. Yep. Bradley Beal, my boy Bradley Beal from St. Louis. All right, 
This is <laughs> <laughs> this is a big three we talking about. KD's with another big three. Yep. Is it actually going to work this time in <laughs> Phoenix? They gave up a lot. DeAndre Aiden is not there. Chris Paul is not there. They gave up a lot of depth. They're going all in on the championship. You know, when I said this previously, when KD arrived at Phoenix, they got to win the championship. There's no way you can get Facts. three of the top, you know, 20 players in the NBA and you don't get anything done. And then maybe people are going to start looking at Kevin Durant as, you know, maybe like a curse or something because <laughs> he's been playing with great players, you know, with the Brooklyn Nets, but went on with that and it hasn't worked. It yeah. has not worked. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see what happens if the Suns fall short, but they have a lot of pressure. Of course, I'm not going to knock off the defending champs, the uh, Nuggets. I think they're still the favorites in the West, but the Suns, sure. the Suns are, are coming up. They're coming up. They're still there, and they're still in a fight. So those things I'm looking out for. Uh, for this NBA season, man, uh, there's, a, there's a few things I'm looking out for. As far as teams go, though, I got to, like you said earlier, I'm really, really, really excited to see Damian Lillard's new team and how he's going to perform mm-hmm. there, man. That dude needed to be freed. Um, <laughs> I That's another person I really like watching. Um, so clutch in the playoffs. Probably one of the clutchest playoff like basketball players I've ever seen in my generation. Um, so I'm really excited to see how that shooting um, uh, attack will affect, uh, will go in combo with uh, Giannis and uh, his size advantage. and. I think that's going to be really hard to stop, uh, especially with the others around them. Um, I am really looking forward to seeing the Miami Heat as well, because I know mm-hmm. they're notorious for not doing like as great in the regular season, but they're amazing in playoffs. So, <laughs> right. like, yeah. So, um, Hemi Butler, will he do it again? Will he? Will he bring <laughs> the Miami Heat back to another uh, a Cinderella story type of season? So we'll see, man. Um, Another amazing player on a, on a, a solid like, group of, of athletes. Um, I think there's a lot of potential there, especially uh, especially if they get the good matchups that they were dealt last season in the playoffs in the bracket. I feel like that really benefited them. So uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes as well. And then I also have to agree. I, I also have to agree with the Phoenix Suns' upcoming season as well. That KD with Devin Booker and your guy from St. Louis is just. Mm-hmm. Deadly, deadly trio right there. Like that's on paper, you look at that and you're just like, how do we game plan this? Like, how do we stop this? You know, like, and like once this team, like if they make playoffs and that's, it's a deadly, that's a deadly team to not count out, man. And um, I'm really excited to see how that all forms out. Um, I actually was um, random, but I work at this uh, arena down the street from my house at um, Akershire Arena. I don't know if you've heard of it. But the Suns played the Lakers in their preseason game a few days ago. And um, last time I checked, they were up like 20 on the Lakers. Like, I think last third and fourth quarter. Um, So, yeah, um, I heard good things about the team. Uh, I think the starters played for like three, the first three periods or quarters. But, um, yeah, another team I'm looking forward to is the Suns for sure for those reasons. All right. So, Matt. What are you looking forward to as far as the whole NBA season? What you got your eyes on? 
Well, other than us, hopefully, try, hopefully repeating. Um, one thing I am looking forward to is seeing how the bottom half of that Eastern Conference plays out. I mean, we kind of have an idea of what the upper echelon will look. You know, Milwaukee, Boston, and Cleveland will be in that mix. Philly too. But like, you know, I feel like that bottom half of the Eastern Conference is pretty wide open for certain teams to take advantage of it. You know, can a scrappy team like Toronto? get back into the postseason or can a young upcoming team like the Orlando magic, maybe sneak into that eight seed via the play. And, you know, that, or, you know, we talked about earlier this off season, the Indiana Pacers and all the moves they were making this off season, they could be a dark horse team that could sneak under the radar. So I think that bottom half of the Eastern conference, we could see some major changes to this season. And I didn't have them on um, my, on the second topic as far as our episode but you mentioned the paces yeah. I, I have my eye on them too like i think they can be uh at least a playing team i i think they have the roster um, i'm looking forward to tyrese Halliburton. you know he signed that big extension they still for now have buddy hill for now and for miles now. Turner, yeah miles turner is getting better seems like he's getting a little bit healthier too so you know they got a little they got something going then they got Brucey. I know Bruce. you <laughs> shout Bruce. out Bruce Brown. Yeah, shout out Bruce Brown and Ob Toppin and et cetera. So, yeah, no, I I really think they have the potential. Maybe they could maybe even snag that six seed. You know, just mm. with how makeup of their team and you know at the beginning, I think it was a, at the start of last season they were showing some good potential too. So I really am hoping they can make that next step step forward in their development. And speaking of teams on the radar, you already mentioned your teams. That's our next topic, let me give you my teams, the, the two teams that I got on my radar, one from the West and one from the East. Mm-hmm. You just brought up the Lakers. I got my Laker hat on, of course. That's who I'm going to be having my eye on. You know, they were swept out the Western Conference Finals. But after they made the trades to get D'Lo, they got way, way, way better. And now um, they're going into the season with a great roster. They have a great roster. They fill in the holes. They got shooters now like Gabe Vincent. They brought back Jared Vanderbilt. They brought back Rory Hachimura. They brought back D'Lo. Still got LeBron. You still got AD. They got Jackson Hayes now to back up to play that center role. Christian Wood, who gets you 17 and 7. They're Austin Reeves. Everybody's high on Austin Reeves now. They they got a good squad. This out the gate. They should play well. Remember last year they started like what, like two and ten or something like that, two and eight. Wasn't oh, a good well. start, but this time around, there's no excuse. Darvin Ham is back, second year. He knows what he's doing now. Lakers might be NBA Finals material. Mm-hmm. They might be, but again, it all depends on the health of LeBron and Anthony Davis. You know, we mm-hmm. talking about LeBron twenty. First season, 21 years. Crazy. Crazy. And then AD, AD said his goal is to play all 82 games. He's capping a little bit. He ain't going <laughs> to play all 82 games. He's just not. It's just not going to happen. AD. Yeah, we but, all know that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, you know, um, I've been on the board saying AD needs to play north of 65. If they want to put the Lakers in a good position going into the playoffs, no, you don't want to be in that seven to ten spot where you got to play one or two extra games due to the play-in rules. Now, you no know, Lakers, 
you know, got to be gunning for that top four seed in the West, guarantee them uh, a home series. So I got my eye on the Lakers. And then in the East, I got my eye on the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers. They still an interesting story to me. They still, I think they still have a great roster led by Donovan Mitchell. You got a daily shooter in Darius Garland. You got two good young big men, Jared Allen, Evan Mobley, Curz Avert, you know, to add depth, add a little bit more scoring punch. You know, last year was a humbling disappointment for them getting knocked out by the New York Knicks. And then, you know, Jared Allen, he was quoted saying, like, basically the lights were too bright for them last year. So this year, can they lower the watt, the wattage on the lights? Can they dim the lights a little bit and stay focused? I think still they are a dark horse in the East. I think they have the team, the capacity to beat anybody in the East, especially in the playoffs. But it's all about them dealing with that pressure. And it's some pressure on Donovan Mitchell because he basically had the same kind of ending with the Cavaliers like he was used to with the Utah Jazz. You know, he went, he got traded to the Cavaliers. Should be a better situation, but, you know, he's one of those superstars that seem to not find his way out of those early rounds in the playoffs. So those are two teams I'm looking for. Um, what are your thoughts on either one of those teams, Lakers and Cavaliers? Um, to be honest, I was really getting educated what you were talking about with Cavaliers. I don't really know much about them, but um, that sounds like it's a very slept on team. Um, there's some promise in there, like you pointed out. So uh, I really look forward to looking um, to how they're going to perform this season. Um, as far as the Lakers go, um, getting D'Lo is huge for sure. Um, that's definitely going to boost their potential as far as going far in the playoffs. I think they still got it as far as like getting uh, giving teams like the top teams a run for their money. Um you know, I mean, if you got LeBron, then you got a chance. It's simple as that, mm. you know. So, I mean, um, it's 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 sometimes there's some seasons where I couldn't figure the Lakers out as far as, like, just the performance size with the years where they had uh, Russell Westbrook and all them. Um, but this this year, it's different. So, um, I'm looking forward to see how they've pan out as well. I think they still got some drive in them. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much how I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> All right, so Matt, what teams are on your radar as far as the as far as the season's concerned? Who who you think is gonna make a big splash this year? So a couple of contenders that I'll throw in there that I'm just looking to see if they can, you know, really make that next step and make at least a deep playoff run. I'm gonna say the Sacramento Kings, after what we saw last year, they were kind of the feel-good story. You know, and then the Los Angeles Clippers, I'm interested to see, can they finally put it together this year? You got Kawhi and Paul George. You know, we know the league just passed that rule. You know, no more load management if you have two all-stars on your team. So you got to you gotta actually play the games now, you know. So I'm looking forward to seeing, you know, because their championship window is starting to close. You know, can they take advantage of it before it just slams shut? Another young up-and-coming team that, you know, in my opinion, and this is kind of my hot take, is they could make the playoffs this year via the plan is I'm excited to see what the Orlando Magic do led by a Bancaro. 
you know, they've got a young, scrappy supporting cast. You know, we'll, you know, Cole Anthony is there for now. You know, shout out Gary Harris, too, who's a savvy veteran on that team. You know, I, I'm excited to see if they can start putting it together and kind of be last year's Sacramento Kings, per se, you know, and at least make it via the play in in the Eastern Conference. Because, like I said, that bottom half of the East is kind of wide open. You know, the Toronto Raptors, you know, they were making a lot of, you know, noise this offseason with trade speculation. You know, they threw their hat into the ring with the Damian Lillard sweepstakes. They were also talking about Kevin Durant last season. You know, we'll find out Pascal Siakam stays. But, you know, they're still a team who's got, you know, a nice young supporting cast. Can they reach the postseason yet again? Now, let's go on to our rapid fire segment. This is where I ask random questions, putting my podcast team on the spot. They don't know what I'm going to ask until I ask it. So let's go ahead and get started, shall we? Let's get this party started. First question, which young team will most likely make the playoffs? Here are all the choices. The Spurs, the Rockets, the Pistons, or the Hornets? Noah, who you pick? To be honest, I got to go Hornets because whoa, whoa. just a guesstimation. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't really know, man. I'm just, uh, my gut's telling me the Hornets for some reason. So I'm just sticking with it. <laughs> wow, the Hornets. I'm, out of this list, I'm going to pick the Rockets. I okay. think the Rockets with them signing Fred Van Fleet, with them signing Dylan Brooks, even though everybody hates Dylan Brooks' guts. Oh yeah, I'm still, Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 still, and then you got young players. They got uh, Sagoon, the center, who's Jokish like. I know Matt might not like that comparison, but that's what it is. And then you got Jalen Green, who's a good scorer. Jabari Smith, who showed out in the summer league. So they got they got a little thing going. Then they got Emeka Udoka as their head coach, and he's a good head coach despite the things that happened with the Boston Celtics. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, we're, we're going to excuse that. But, <laughs> but uh, all right, Matt, which young team do you think can reach the playoffs this year between the San Antonio Spurs, the Rockets, the Pistons, or the Hornets? San Antonio Spurs. Why you say the Spurs? I, I, you know, I gotta say, I've been proven wrong so far in preseason by Victor Wembanyama. You know, and I, I've learned, you know, to never discount Greg Popovich as a head coach. So, out of those teams, I'd say they've got the best chance. All right, okay. question number two: Which superstar or star player do you see getting traded during the season, Noah? Oh. Uh... Star player. Um, do we still consider James Harden a star player? I mean, by name, yes. By name? Yeah, um, by name, yeah. I feel like if the Sixers don't, like, have, like, get him to another team in the offseason before the season starts, I feel I could see that happening. Mm. I feel like I feel like they could work something out with some team. There might be some team where it's like they might be a bit down in the season, like, rough start and be like, hey. Let's, I'll give you a package for, for Harden right now. What do you say? You know, I don't know. Just like That's something I could see happening, though. I feel like there'd be a few teams that, like, won't have interest in that. Yeah, like I like I mentioned earlier, James Harden is on my watch. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It seemed like he should get traded maybe before the All-Star break. I know they're probably going to have to wait about 15 to 25 games 
to be played to see, you know, if he actually shows up and if he shows up, will he actually play well? Sure. So, yeah, of course, he's number one on that list of superstars that might get moved. Matt, which superstar do you think will be on the move on the trade block this year? Joel Embiid. I've been seeing Whoa. some. Whoa! Mm. Wow! I, listen, you know, the whole James Harden situation is a whole mess. I could just see him finally getting, you know, sick of dealing with the drama in Philly. You know, I've been seeing some reports linking him to the New York Knicks. You know, I could just see him finally being like, you know, I need up and out of here. Mm. Oh, wow. If that happens, if yeah. that happens... <laughs> I'm, I'll be shocked. I, w- I would definitely be shocked. But um, number three, this is about the Golden State Warriors. Okay. Noah, is this the end of the Golden State Warriors? Are we witnessing, witnessing uh, the end of the Warriors? You know, I think so, man. Ooh. And I think so, because here's why. They haven't been healthy these last, what, couple playoff runs? Right. And... Uh, I don't know, man. Like, I just think the time's ticking for them, and there's a lot more talented teams than them right now. I, I still think they're dangerous in the playoffs. Def- definitely one of the most dangerous playoff teams, but they need to be healthy. And if they're not, it's, it's that's an issue. And that's not what I've seen as of like recently. And yeah, I, I feel like it's approaching though. I feel like it's approaching if this. The Splash Brothers can't play um, with each other at, at, at the very least. So that's just my take on it. Yeah, I would have to agree. I think this is the downturn of the Warriors. You know, you got Draymond Green, another player who gets nicked up. Uh, Clay Thompson did play well last year. He did average north of 20, but of course okay. it's not going to be the same super explosive Clay Thompson. Then oh, Steph, okay, Steph, yeah. is, Steph is getting older. Uh, you lose Jordan Poole. You might lose other young players. Um, they lost Wiseman, who seemed that was that was a waste of a number two overall pick. I'm very disappointed in that. I thought, hmm. you know, I thought something was gonna happen, but yeah, it's just and then Clay Thompson, one of those players who also can leave next year. Mm-hmm. You know, they gotta pay him some money, and I, do they have enough cash in the bank? <laughs> to give him what he's asking for, I don't know. I, yeah, I just think I think the rest of the West has caught up to him. Uh, they're they're deadlocked. They can't really make any moves unless they make some big trades. I, yeah, I think this is kind of the end for him. Mm-hmm. Great run though, great run. Totally, absolutely. It's legendary. That's yeah, like that's legendary. a dynasty right there. No, of of course, yeah, yeah, definitely a dynasty. Uh, all right. Matt, myself, and Noah, we both said the Warriors are on the downturn. Mm. We, we looking at the end here. Do you agree with us? Yes, I do. I, I mean, I'm still not thoroughly convinced Chris Paul's going to be a great fit. You know, you know, just with uh, you know, you're lacking a lot of size if you put him into the starting lineup. You know, I thought the Warriors had something going with using a lot that lineup with Wiggins and you know Looney because you know you still got some size. And, you know, with Steph and Clay, they're not getting younger either. You know, same with Draymond. So I think, you know, we're going to start. I mean, they'll still be a playoff team and whatnot. And you you still can't overlook them. But I just feel like, you know, 
like we saw kind of with that, you know, the Spurs back in, you know, Tim Duncan's day and Manu's day, you know, we're going to start seeing them start to, you know, they be at the beginning of the end is here, you know. All right, but that was the end of the rapid fire segment. They know it did. They know it did well. I think. I think mm. he did well, people. Thank you. All right, let's let's move on to uh, our MVP candidates. Last year, it was Joel Embiid. Finally, got the MVP. Then the previous oh, yeah. two years, before that, Jokic won the MVP. Are there new names on the horizon, or do we have some new candidates? Let me give you my MVP uh, watch list. I got three players. Two of them are obvious, and one of them is going to be a bit of a surprise. Um, first, again, St. Louis is on the map. Jason Tatum <laughs> with the Boston Celtics. It's time. It's time, Tatum. It's time, Boston Celtics. About time y'all win the championship. Y'all win against the Warriors. You lost in six. You failed to win, went to the NBA Finals last year. You got beat by the Miami Heat. That's not okay. You got Porzingis now. Tatum is a 30-point scorer. Doing it on both ends of the floor. He's going to be looked upon as the leader of the Boston Celtics. He has to play well consistently in the big games, in the playoff. But in the regular season, which now they got a rule that you must play at least 65 games to qualify for MVP. Oh, really? Yes. Yes. Interesting. Yes. So Tatum is, you know, in his prime. He's more than capable of playing six. North of 65 um, is, is about time. Another player who I feel the same way is about time something happened is Luka Doncic. Not he, puts up, he puts up MVP numbers year in and year out. Man yep. is triple-double machine. However, his success for MVP depended, is dependent upon the Mavericks' success. Last year was disappointing. Disappointed for a team that made the uh, Western Conference Finals season yeah, before. Very. They got, they got Kyrie Irving now. No, that's that, that's that second store, score, that one-two punch that they need. They got they brought in some young players. Uh, Derek Lively, they, they got in there right now. They got to make something happen. Luka Doncic, we've been talking about it with, with you know, Clay Thompson and Giannis. He's another player that can walk away at the end of the year. Got to look out for that. But I think he's still on the MVP watch list. And my third one, a bit surprising, Oklahoma City Thunder guard, Shay Gildress Alexander. Okay. Or Shai Gildress Alexander. The man's averaged uh, 31 points last year. Wow. He can get, he's capable of getting triple-double out that guard position. Uh, he's He climbed up immensely and and and, and Rapidly after you know he got traded away from the uh the Clippers, you know, root for them to get Paul George. Um, the Thunder are a young team that people are looking at outside of him. They got Josh Giddy, who's fantastic. Um, Chet Holmgren will start his rookie year. You know, he missed last year with it with the injury. He went down. They got other young players on the team. I think they got two, was it two Jalen Williams on this team? Two of them. I don't know how that happens, but they they got them. They got them, and they are they are actually good young players as well. So if you know the Thunder find themselves towards the top of the West, I think he should get some MVP looks, especially if he's put up similar numbers this year. So those okay. are my three candidates right there. 
Noah, who are your uh, candidates for MVP? Well, one of them I really, really have to agree with you on is uh, Luka Doncic. Um, I mean, enough said. I mean, the guy is amazing. He he keeps them in games so many times it's ridiculous. Like I've seen that guy pull out pull off so many like hats like tricks from the hat. It's just it's it's insane. Um, I think that's a lot. I think a lot of people, uh, a candidate, a lot of people would agree upon um obviously but um yeah i think i i cannot count him out as far as mvp candidates go Giannis for me um i think you know he's been with the team for his whole career um i feel like they're gonna finally figure it out this season as far as like um on top of the i think it was when they won it last time was like a few years ago also getting damian lillard with him like on the team i feel like that's gonna cushion his performance as well take more of the pressure off him but I feel like he definitely has capability to get those type of numbers, make that type of motivation to push that team through and win another championship. I feel like that's a, a very valuable candidate for me. MVP candidates. Uh, Matt, who are your MVP candidates this year? Besides Jokic. All right. All right. Who's your- so, I got- <laughs> so I got Embiid again. He's the reigning MVP. So he'll be in the mixture okay. for I got Jason Tatum. I think he could there be you go. breakout season. And then I also got Luka Doncic. We continue every year. It seems right. like always like in the, you know, in the conversation and then midseason for whatever reason, he just kind of sputters out. I think this year he finally puts it together and he finishes second or third in the MVP voting. I, I've got another player I want to, who might, could be like a dark horse candidate. I don't know. You might look at me crazy for this. De'Aaron Fox of the Sacramento Kings. You know, well, that's not too crazy, but I mean, he had a breakout year last year and he's always been a very quality point guard. You know, I could see him, you know, the Kings are back on the map now, so I could see people are going to start paying more attention. And you know, he puts together like a 25 26 point per game season, you know, they're top three seed again. You never know. No, that's not too crazy at all. I was kind of thinking about that. We got to talk about the in-season tournament. It's a new thing the NBA is implementing during the regular season. You know, the old way was 82 games, start to finish. Now, we have an in-season tournament. And this is the breakdown of the tournament. The tournament will take place starting from November 3rd through the 28th. That will be the group play. Now, how the groups work is there will be three Different groups in each conference cons- uh, consist of five teams in each group. Okay. And then there will be group play. They're going to be head-to-head record. They're going to be point differential, total points scored, regular season. All that is going to factor in from the third to the 28th. And then after that, they're going to get into the knockout round, and then they're going to have the winner. And I believe um, – I'm not sure. I'm not 100% sure, but I think the winning team gets like, you know, a, a cash prize or a extra draft pick or something like that. Really? I, I know that was in the talks. Yeah. And then there's going to be a, a tournament MVP and a championship game MVP. So yeah. this is interesting to say the least. First of all, first of all, I do want to say I'm totally against this in season tournament. I don't like it whatsoever. Just play 82 games, and if anything, you should lessen the number of games played in the regular season somehow. But, you know, adding this game, adding this game, um, I believe that the winner of the tournament or maybe the two finalists 
they will play 83 games in total in a regular season. So you add an extra game here. I I just don't like a tournament in the middle of the, in the middle of the season. I get it as far as making the regular season interesting and driving up, you know, the numbers, revenue, trying to make money because uh typical fans, especially casual fans, they tend not to pay attention to the NBA until Christmas. You know, that's when everything starts heating up. Then, you know, you got the all-star break, trade deadline, you know, the back end of the season, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So I get it as far as trying to make the regular season exciting, but I just think that with the whole, we got players, you know, resting for injury, risk of injury and all that stuff. I, I don't, I don't like it. Um, I also wonder how serious the teams are going to play in this tournament. Maybe that's another um, pro that's coming out of this where teams will take the uh, front of the regular season a little bit more serious because, you know, teams, especially championship teams, they're trying to, like, fill out what's going to happen, who's going to do what, you know, what's the new roles. So I get it. You're trying to real quickly establish the whole regular season, make it feel more important. But I've always been against the tournament. I'm still interested to see how it's going to look and watch, but. You know, when you first brought that up, I was trying to wrap my head around the idea of it where it's like, wait, is this in the middle of the season? What? So like, Mm. I don't know. And I didn't know that they added another game to the, I think it was the two finals you said. And and I was just like, wow, that's, uh, that's very uh, disadvantage. That's a big disadvantage for those teams. If you think about it too, it's just like, I don't know. I feel like that makes things a bit more complicated as far as like developing game plans and for the, like the, the season for coaching and players and all that. Uh, I just feel like um, the pro that you did mention though, was like um, having players, you know, get ready for the season earlier more and taking it seriously, you know, grinding it out. But um, I, I'm, I'm honestly just, I'm a simple guy. I'm, I'm simple. It's just a regular oh. NBA season, 82 game season, you know? So I feel like if I were like a legit NBA fan, I, I'd be kind of frustrated if I were like seeing my favorite team play this team, you know, when I wasn't supposed to, when we weren't supposed to play this team for this certain part of the schedule, et cetera. And that would have like affect our record and our, our gameplay and et cetera. So it's like, I don't know. It's a bit wacky to me, but I mean, this is the first year, so we'll see how things go. I could right, be totally right. wrong, so um, I'm, that's just my opinions on it. <laughs> yeah, I would say I was. I'm still against, and I'm still against the play in. I spoke out about it. I don't like the play in. I don't like uh, the seven to eight C putting their seeding on the line versus a nine to ten C. Mm-hmm. I think if you finish, if you finish seven to eight, you earned that right to go to the playoffs. Like for example, one year the um the Clippers finished six games above the Pelicans, but they got knocked out in the play in. I just thought I just think that that was unfair. Like you finish the season six games above this team, but you don't get a shot at the regular playoffs. I just thought that was totally unfair to the team. But yeah, I would say if you watch the play in games, I don't know if you do, but if you watch the play in games, those games are Exciting. Those games are heart, your heart stopped, your heart beating fast. Mm-hmm. You're going through the emotions with the game. It's, it is exciting basketball. So I do want to see um, how exciting the tournament will be. 
will it pick up steam um, in the knockout rounds? Because mm-hmm. I don't think group play is going to matter to the casual fans. I think they're just going to look at it as still regular season basketball in a way. But um, the knockout rounds will, you know, things level up as far as players. And then um, and another thing I thought about with the group play um, traveling. So, like, for a certain amount of time, you're just going to play these four teams. So, like, you know, they might cut down on, you know, the – the traveling, the mileage and everything. And then the championship game will be in Vegas. So, I mean, I would say I'm a little bit more warmed up to this idea. But, you know, at the end of the day, I still would rather have, like you said, I'm a simple guy. I'm a simple <laughs> guy. Just let me have my regular season. Just let me have my 82 and let that be there. All right. So, Matt, uh, overall, how do you feel about – the NBA implementing the end season tournament starting this season. You know, I'm honestly not the biggest fan of it. You know, I, I get why they're trying to do it. They're trying to, you know, motivate the players a little bit more during, you know, that, that part of the season where, you know, the games aren't quite as meaningful. I get it, but I'm just like, it's one of those, if I ain't broke, don't fix it sort of things in my opinion. You know, I just really don't see the point in it. You know, if anything, I could see teams kind of, you know, Maybe using it as an opportunity to give some of their younger players some run, you know, you know, players, you know, the stars, some especially some older stars like LeBron and whatnot could use it as a time to maybe get some rest in. But, you know, you can then put some of your young players you want to throw into the fire, you know, get develop a little bit more. But I, overall, I just don't think it's going to help the league as much as the commissioner might think it might. And I, I brought this up, too. Um... What if, what if like a team that's that bottom tier in the NBA? We talking about the Pistons of the world, uh, maybe like the Blazers. No teams like that. What if one of them, you know, win the tournament? Like, how would that look in fans' eyes? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I mean, some fans could say, "Oh, hey, look, there's some." I like it because you know you get the extra parity. But other fans could be like, you know, yeah, no, this tournament proves that this was not a good idea because there's no way that that's a championship caliber team. So, I mean, I'm, I'd probably be one of the more negative fans. I'd probably be like, nah, you know, that I don't believe in that. So, because, you know, at the end of the day, you and I know the Detroit Pistons are not winning the finals, you know, and that sort of deal. So overall, I I see both sides, but yeah, I still can't quite get behind it. But a lot of lot more fans love those knockout type of games, like where seasons on the line type of matchups. Right. So I get that. Why well, I believe would do that, you know, increase the views in each game. So, but yeah, um, I didn't know that the uh, championship was in Vegas, though. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you know, you know, I I think the NBA is um making its steps to having a Las Vegas team. I think is is imminent now. I think the NBA is definitely on the way. Uh, the Vegas teams that are there now, except for the Raiders, um, are doing well. So the Golden Knights just won the Stanley Cup yeah. this past year. And then the Aces just won a few days ago, you know, the the WNBA championship. So they're building winners there in Vegas. Okay. Yeah. You know, I have another interesting thought. You know, it might be different if, like, say, you know, because – you know, we know the lottery system is a very controversial topic in the NBA. What if you used it, you know, 
especially for those teams like you mentioned, like the Detroit Pistons or whatnot, what if you used as motivation to, if you finish, you know, at a certain place, you, you'll get this type of draft pick, you know, maybe that could also, you know, increase the stakes too, but I, I don't know. Yeah, but, you know, it should make for some sort of excitement, so we'll yeah. see. We'll, we'll see. see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, the traditionalist, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm bit, you know, I'm bit traditional too. Just yeah, let's play our 82 and get on with our business. Yes, if you're the AC, yeah, but, you're uh, the AC. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, we're definitely going to see. Like I said, the NC tournament, in season tournament, will start November third. Uh, it will round off early December, so we're gonna have a month's worth of swift fire action. So be prepared for that. But let's round off the episode with, no, I'm a former Crown Hoops podcast member. Shout out to Jordan Daly. I stole this segment from, from, <laughs> from that podcast. Mystery player debate, NBA edition. So I'm going to read off two player stats, player A, player B, right? Okay. Then you're going to choose which player would you rather have on your team. And then you're going to guess what players are they. Okay. So you're going to have to take your best shot. All right. All right. So, player A, he was drafted in 2019. His stats. These are career stats, by the way. Their whole, whole okay. career. 18.5 points per day. 6.7 assists. 44.9 field goal percentage shot 87% from the free throw and 38.7% from three player B 21.2 points per game 4.5 assists per game 48.4 field goal percentage overall 84.5 from free throw and 34.7% from three point land so Noah which player would you rather have Player A or player B? Player A was with the higher free throw and the three-point percentage, right? Yep. I'll take that player. Hmm. Is that well, are those two categories the reason why you're taking that player? Um, it's the main reasons why. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Matt, who would you choose? Player A or Ugh. player B? Um, let's see. Can you read off player A's uh shooting numbers again? Uh, the 3.38.7 from three, 87.7 from the free throw, and 44.9 overall field goal percentage. Mm. All right, and player B's? And then player player B's 34.7 from three, 84.5 from the free throw, and 48.4% overall. Mm. Man. Uh, I think I'm going to have to go player A just because he's a little bit more of an efficient scorer. Mm. Yeah. All I right. Saying that, but uh, yeah, the, the three point <laughs> percentage is what's getting me. <laughs> so that's two for player A. That's two for player A. All right. All right, Noah. Got to take your best guess. Player mm. A and player B, who you think they are? You can start with either one. Could I ask what positions they are? Both both positions are guard. They are both guards. They're guards? 
Oh. I will give you a clue. Player A is in the East. Player B is in the West. Uh, is player A Kyle Lowry? It's not Kyle Lowry. Okay. Um, player B, you said player B was in the West? Yeah, player B is in the West. Um, Gary Trent Jr. No, it's not Gary Trent. Jr. Okay, <laughs> I don't think he's averaging twenty-one points. But oh, okay, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. Uh, Matt, who you think? And again, player A is in the East. That's okay. Cool. Player B is in the West. Mm. Man, was kind of sound like. Like guard type numbers. Both of them are uh, guards. Okay, both of them are guards. Player A. Is it Darius Garland? Yes, player A is Darius Garland. All right. Man, and then so you, player... you basically chose Darius Garland. You and Noah. All right, player B. Hey, who's player I, B? I have a few in mind. Oh. It's player B. No, it can't be him. Um, player B is it De'Aaron Fox? No, it's not De'Aaron Fox. Not De'Aaron Fox. Okay. Oh, it's not SGA, is it? Player B is SGA. GA. Okay. Ooh, man. Mm, okay. SGA. Yeah. All right. Do you feel good about your choice? I do, I do, and here's why. I um, I think it's a very, I know it's a, I, I really like the free throw, uh, higher free throw percentage, because it says like, that's easy points. Um, I feel like that's a big difference maker, and that's an underrated stat in my opinion. Um, I think, I think uh, player A was like, eight, you said it was like 18 points a game, and the player B was yeah, like 18. 20? 20, yeah, 21. Okay. All right, yeah, see that's, I feel like that could be a lot worse as far as uh, differentiation. Um, I feel like that's like serviceable enough for me. And um, what was it? The three point percentage is a big one for me too. I feel like that's really rare to have, um, especially when you have an elite um, percentage that's like way above that. Um, I think I think player A was like 30 something percent, he said. But um, 38.7 from three. Man, okay. Yeah, I'll still. Do you stand by your choice? Oh, man. Just on projection alone, I think I'm going to switch just based on SGA's potential. Oh, oh, oh you can't switch. You was just so sure. Uh, okay, you know what? I'll go with, I'll go, I'll go with Garland. <laughs> I, I like I'll go. I'll go with Garland. I like me some Darius Garland. Yeah, I think I think either way you'll be fine. Either way, you know, either way. Both have a prototype in a way, so yeah, I'll go with Garland. Yeah. All right, yeah, all right. Let's well, still love me some SGA though. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's still my MVP candidate. He got that over yeah. Darius Garland in my my book. He does. <laughs> all right, that was <laughs> that was the end of our 2023-24 special. Once again, I am your main host. Stacey Carter second, joined by Noah and Matt. Keep on liking, subscribing to our YouTube channel. We on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We are everywhere. But until next time, we are signing off. 
Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Let's go Lake Show.